This is Get Lively with Bailey Friedman and Casey Miles. This podcast is brought to you by The Technique, our on-campus newspaper, as well as Rec Radio, who has partnered with us to bring tech students quality entertainment and the freshest, dankest news. So, Bailey, we, we didn't really get a chance to talk about it last week, but President Peterson has announced his retirement. It'll be going into effect this summer. He has. So, I guess I, would, I just want to ask you, what are your thoughts on President Peterson and maybe what are you looking for in our next Caps <laughs> president? So one of the things that I really have been thinking about a lot in regards to this is just the fact that it's kind of like uncharted territories for tech, at least for me um, as a tech student and in my knowledge of tech, because Peterson has been here for what, close to a decade now or 10 years. Um, And so for as long as I've known what Georgia Tech is, I have associated it under the leadership of Bud Peterson. And so I think to me that makes it a little bit more of like a daunting transition just because you know like what are like what is the next phase going to be like for Georgia Tech and especially because this is coming right before my senior year um you know like is the leadership change going to benefit students which I hope it will um but you know like what what does that mean for us and those are the questions that I mainly have and I don't really know that we're going to get answers to until we know who the person is going to be um and even then but like I just think with Bud Peterson like there's been so much around him and um like a lot of things that have been happening on campus lately um specifically like what comes to my mind is the issues with our mental health center and um, our counseling center and their mental health resources and so it's just I think it's time for a change. Um, I'm anxious about it, I think, to kind of like sum it up, but hopeful that whoever we get will do a really good job of prioritizing students' needs and listening to students, and that maybe um, there will be more of like an open dialogue between like the campus community and the leadership, because right now I feel like there's a really big gap between those two areas, so... Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as you in terms of the entire time I've known tech. I've known President Peterson because my sister came here before me for the four years before I was here, and President Peterson was the president that entire time too. So it's definitely a large change. And while I am graduating this spring, it's still going to be pretty different just looking back and seeing tech news because I'll definitely keep up with tech even after I've graduated. Um, I think a big thing people need to realize about the president's position is that most of us don't even know what he does or what the job of the president is. Like, I've done this before where I Googled a few weeks ago after he announced his retirement, what does a college president do? Because the entire time I've been at Tech, it seems like people expect Bud to do everything. Mm -hmm. And when you look that up, there's literally just like no concrete answer. Like some colleges might have a blurb or some like a list of things that their president does but there's no like solid answer on what a president does at school so I think people need to really reevaluate their perspective on the issue because I think Bud has failed in some regards but at the same time I think the president's position especially at a place like Georgia Tech a public institution is more a lot more outward facing than inward facing and that if you're going to make Um, like demands towards people you shouldn't be making them all the way up the chain because at that point like 
I can understand making them all the way up the chain if people further down the chain haven't done anything and like you've approached them and they've been like, eh, screw you. But that hasn't happened. Like people haven't gone to the actual like pos- position of the person in charge like directly of whatever they see as being bad. And I think just skipping the line and going all the way to the president just doesn't set a good precedent and isn't really that smart if you want to have your demands met, so to speak. And I think look, looking forward will change some, and I look forward to some change in the president. Like, for example, I think we should hire a president from outside of Georgia Tech. Like, based on the scandals that we've had recently, especially the um, nepotism and, like, swamp stuff, really just go outside of tech for that because then you almost assuredly avoid the whole oh but what if what if something creeps back up with ethics so that's the one big thing i have but at the end of the day i think people need to realize that the president might not do what they think he does so like when you say that and like the president might not do what we think he does um do you are you saying that like he doesn't really play as big of a role in like student life as we think he might. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. Because what Bud has done that's really good is work a lot with the outside world and getting like industry partnerships and things right. like that. And at that, he's amazing. Like he's been great for tech in that regard. We have risen from like very few applications per year to all the way up to this year, like admission rates are going down to near 10% for out-of-state students. Yeah. So that alone should be like a good sign of like, oh, hey, maybe the guy leading the ship in that regard probably did a good job on that. But there are other things where it's been like, I think Peterson has been over his head in something that he shouldn't have to do, but students have almost cornered him into something. Like, Mm. I understand him meeting with student leaders a lot, and that's a good thing, because that helps him just get like a general pulse of the campus and what he should approach the outside world with. Like, oh, our students are saying this for industry partnerships and stuff but at the same time it's just like random people coming up to him and demanding things out of him and it's just like back off and like do your research figure out who exactly is in charge of these things because with the whole restructuring thing that he did after the ethics scandal it's he essentially just brought even more responsibility on himself because he brought even more people under him and I think that also didn't help Mm -hmm. Hmm. that's a very interesting take on what to expect in the future because I know personally I hadn't really thought of it in that regard because I haven't actually researched what all the president does and so um, thanks for that Casey. No problem. Now (laughs) to complain about tech a little more we have crowdsourced some opinions on housing. This is specifically in relation to the pipe burst in Harrison that happened this past weekend on, in the basement. So Maya, who you met last week, she went and asked some people's opinion on what they think of on-campus housing. So um, for the most part, the people that Maya spoke to did not have very positive feelings for on-campus housing. And as a on-campus dweller for the past three years, I can definitely um, relate to this. Thanks, mom, for basically forcing me to stay on campus because of location and safety. I mean, which are important things not to discredit those things. But uh, on-campus housing is not always the best option. So Olivia actually shares this opinion, and she actually says that she hates on-campus housing. She decided this year that she wanted to move into Biltmore. She lived in Brown her freshman year, which Brown is kind of like 
notoriously known as one of the worst dorms. Um, And she said her wall had water damage and it caved in during the year. As a result, there were no more dorm rooms on campus. And so she and her roommate had to live in the community study room for a week while the room was repaired. Um, Wow, that's awful. Olivia, I'm sorry that happened to you. But besides that, she says that the furniture is really ugly and um, on-campus apartments don't really feel much different than the dorms. So she decided to take the move and go off campus. Yeah, so in relation to Harrison, I know the pipe burst issue has a similar thing where these students who are living in that dorm room would have to move out. Luckily, I have heard from some of my friends who are PLs that there is room on campus housing so they can move around, but at the same time it is kind of crappy that in any case they would have to just move them into a what would usually be a common room. And so I feel like that the fact that those issues seem to pop up every year is indicative that I think housing needs an upgrade in a lot of these places because Glennon Towers, you know, those are like the premier freshman housing. Um, they don't really seem to have these problems ever, I don't think. Yeah, uh, why are we not renovating more of them? I think it's been a process, but in the grand scheme of things, I think they need to do a lot more than they have done because my freshman dorm, Caldwell, um, it's been revamped some, but it's mainly just like, oh, we upgraded the carpets. This is so pretty. Right. It's the same type of carpet. Fresh coat of paint on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I lived in Field my freshman year, which is kind of like a traditional East Campus dorm. Um, It wasn't terrible, but I didn't have, like, amazing reviews for it. So, like, listening to these are, like, pretty... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next up, we have Tiffany, who has lived on campus for four years now. I'm sorry, Tiffany. Uh, She said her freshman year was trash on East Campus. She lived in a dorm next to the bathroom, so it was really small. The maintenance is terrible. When they moved in, there were no beds, and every request took a week to get addressed. Um, I, I would agree with that. My, I have also, I also lived on campus for three years and then finally moved off this year, but, uh, maintenance especially is very, very bad at getting back to you. Even when you submit an online thing, it'll just send you the email confirming that they got it, but then there's never any like follow-up really. You'll maybe leave your dorm one day and then come back that afternoon and suddenly the problem is fixed and that's great, but it is really just a crapshoot on when that happens. (laughs) Yeah, when um, I moved into my apartment last year, I did not have any AC in the middle of August and just nothing was coming out. And so I put in a maintenance request. I actually saw people from maintenance on like in the residence hall because it was move-in day and people were just like walking around to make sure everything was okay. And I was like, hey, my AC is not working. It took a week in the middle of summer. It was pretty brutal. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and the only rec- advice I have for anyone living in on-campus housing is to call maintenance because then you actually get a person on the other end of the phone to tell you stuff. But at the same time, that isn't even that helpful. I lived in Center Street for two years, and the great thing about Center Street is that they don't let you loft your beds. They're only at the same height regardless of where you want them, which is like a mid-thigh height, maybe a little higher. And I wanted to like loft my bed so I could have a futon underneath it and then just and i call them and i'm like hey can you can you loft my bed sorry we don't do that i'm just like <laughs> uh, it's just stuff like that that really grinds my gears 
Um, well, now we're going to hear from Audrey, who is currently a freshman living in a living learning community. She lives in a quad, which mm, I've heard, you know, some bad things about that in and of itself. But she said somebody in her hall actually had the ceiling from the boys' shower above collapse into her bed. <laughs> Yikes. Um, she said campus tried to keep it on the down low, and I guess that didn't happen because Audrey told us about it this morning. Um, so, sorry. But she says she wants to live in North Ave next year because a lot of her friends are, and I, I have heard good like positive experiences about people living in North Ave. I think generally speaking, it's like, you know, on campus is on campus and a lot of these issues that we're talking about are kind of going to be generic across the board regardless of where you live, but I haven't heard too much about North Ave. Um, the only thing I hear about North Ave is fire alarms and their elevators. Right, But at alarm. the same time, I would say that after your freshman year, it matters a lot less about those things and more about who you live with. And so if you live with your friends and it's great, then generally you'll have a good experience. Right. So next up is Alex, who says that housing is way too expensive. They really take advantage of the fact that there's not a lot of options. They take advantage of parents wanting their kids to be safe, as Bailey mentioned before. And that in addition to all of this, the luxury apartments off campus are really expensive. Alex is obviously very passionate about GT making money off of us. But um, I would agree, generally, uh, you can live off campus, even in a non, even in a somewhat luxury apartment, not like a super high end apartment for less than you would live on campus. Uh, Alex also mentioned that uh, living in a fraternity, the rent is two thirds of that in an apartment, but I would say that you live in a fraternity at that point, so that has its own problems, issues. Um, I mean, I can kind of understand that, but at the same time, I do agree that tech is way overcharging students and a lot of this is just seems to be a way to get money out of people really easily. I think with all of these things in mind it's really important to remember that um, you know housing on a college campus like a lot of these facilities are decades old and um, like we mentioned earlier with renovations you know people who live in Glennon Towers tend to have more positive experiences than people who live in Brown um, or Harrison. And I think that that's important to keep in mind, the fact that, you know, these places are old and so they're not going to be great and that your experiences probably are going to be a little bit difficult at times. However, that's not to say that you're guaranteed to have a bad experience and that um, wherever you live on campus is going to be awful because I know people who have stayed on campus and who have really enjoyed it for the entirety of their tech career. So I think it really depends. It's like a case by case scenario. And it also depends on what you're looking for, what you're willing to spend and what you're willing to compromise on. But I think bottom line is that a lot of students tend to share the general opinion that we do pay a lot to live on campus and it, safety is important, but like other needs need to be met as well. And as students who you know, have a lot on our plate already, it's really important to have a nice place where like we feel comfortable and where we feel like we can relax and not pay a ton of money to get, you know, the opposite of that. So yeah, that's and I my understand opinion. paying money in a city, like space is at a premium here already, but as you've said, a lot of the dorms are old, so it would be way less egregious of an issue to charge this much, this consistently, if the dorms were updated. 
but right. they're never consistently updated. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. So, so that wraps up our discussion on housing. Check out our latest issue of The Technique published Friday the 25th. We cover the scooter safety classes that GTPD has launched, Mae Jemison's campus visit, and a review of the Brexit movie. Tune in next week for more fresh, dank news. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. If you have opinions about current events, let us know by tweeting us at NeekPod or emailing us at podcast at neek.net. If you're interested in writing for The Technique or sending a letter to the editor, email us at opinions at neek.net. To support The Technique, pick up a fresh copy of our newspaper every Friday and tune into Rec Radio at 91.1 FM. To hear more news, tune in on Mondays at 6 p.m. for Battleground. Thanks for listening. See you next time. time.